Walt Disney Studios presents a Studio Ghibli film. Honey, don't take a shortcut. You always get us lost. From master filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. What is it? Come on, let's go in. I want to see what's on the other side. Be here. Get out of here now. What? Leave before it gets dark. You've got to get across the river. Go. I'll distract you. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lightning Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roach. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoachMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we're discussing Spirited Away, the 2001 Japanese animated fantasy film, written and directed by Hey Hero. Miyazaki and animated by Studio Ghibli or is it Studio Ghibli I'm still trying to figure that out apologies for any misspellings sorry misspellings mispronunciations or anything that have to do with the cultural differences of learning uh, this uh, new type of animation which is new for me may not be new for you Anyways, Spirited Away. I've heard tons of good things about it. Tons of uh, high praise. I've seen it on uh, the America's AFI list. I've seen it on some of the best uh, uh, Academy Award winning animated best features. Um, it's won several awards internationally. It's uh, known as one of the top films, 50, top 50 films for children. Um up to age of 14 or something like that. Um, in 2006, it was voted fourth best film of 21st century by BBC. It has gained uh, notable notoriety for just being an outstanding piece of art. And coming from someone that is just kind of stepping into the animation world mostly from a, a viewer perspective, not creator's perspective. When I say um, stepping into the world, I'm just now kind of going back and looking at animation with a critical eye, is what I'm saying. When I say with a critical eye, I mean, I was a fan just like many of, uh, you know, many of you all were and still are of tons of American animation and Japanese-styled animation. Um, or anime as, as it's known, which is based off of what I believe is called the like manga. And so once again, if I get any of this wrong, y'all just let me know in the uh, comments. You don't have to blast the ass of my ass of how bad I'm getting it wrong. So, you know, just lightly correct me. Let me know if uh, I can improve on um, some of the coverage. And so, yeah, this is uh, with saying that this movie... I have heard through the grapevine is just a, a powerhouse of uh, an entertainment plus it's a vehicle of one of the best um, pieces of animation that Hayao Miyazaki has uh, ever directed and I'm still learning more and more about this uh, creator okay I did like five seconds of research so bear with me real quick I did find out that it's Studio Ghibli with a J. Studio Ghibli. Think of Japanese. Starts with a J. 
Studio Ghibli. They apparently the word can be misconstrued to uh, um, have the Italian pronunciation, which is Studio Ghibli, which is the Italian way to say it. It's the correct pronunciation according to this YouTube video. And of course, YouTube can be wrong as fuck because hell, I'm all over YouTube and I'm wrong as fuck too. But based on this thing, I can I can link it. He says it's Studio Ghibli. Um, with a J, or it's pronounced with a, with a J. So anyways, um, Mizuzaki, his works are characterized by the reoccurring uh, reoccurrence of themes such as humanity's relationship with nature and technology, the wholesomeness of nature and traditions, traditional patterns of living, the importance of art and craftsmanship, and the difficulty of maintaining a pacifist eth ethic in a violent world this is all from uh wikipedia but uh, essentially you know he has some really deep themes that run through um tons of his movies um he was uh born in um tokyo and has always had an interest in manga and animation apparently from an early age um let me see if okay so his notable films mizuzaki uh, contributed um, the one that I've heard the most about is my neighbor Totoro I believe but um, as the co-founder of Studio Ghibli um, in 85 he's directed numerous films including Castle in the Sky in 86 my neighbor Totoro in 88 Kiki's Delivery Service in 89 Porco Rosso in 92 and uh, many of his films met with critical commercial success in Japan. Um, his film Princess Mononoke, first animated film to ever win the Japanese Academy Prize for Picture of the Year. Um, and was actually one of the highest grossing films of uh, Japan. At one point, it's actually been um, beat since then, but that was back in 97. Um, so anyways... His, uh, uh, I think it was the Studio Ghibli's um, popularity became extremely popular within the Western culture, especially outside of Japan and, um, you know, um, bleeding into uh, European culture and obviously into um, uh, the States as well. And so in 2001's spirited away it became the highest grossing film in japanese history winning the academy award for best animated feature at the 75th academy awards and frequently ranked among the greatest films in 2000s so he had several other movies um following that but i uh we'll talk about them a little bit later howl's moving castle upon you and the wind rises um but yeah just watching this first um, I guess dipping his for this first feature of uh, I guess in his 2000s era, it's extremely impressive to see just the type of detail that Ms. Uh, Miyazaki went through um, to bring this thing to light. I mean, it feels like this thing was made, you know, last year, if if not this year. It is absolutely 
uh, a gorgeous movie to watch. I actually watched it on uh, HBO Max, and uh, I'm 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 just really thrilled that we have this access to Studio Ghibli at this point, especially having um, just watched um, the American. Um, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and having this kind of uh, really Eastern influence. Sorry, well, I guess it's I guess it depends on how you look at the globe, but you know, no, uh, Asian uh, slash uh, Japanese slash uh, like Indian. Very, it's a, it's a it's a big cultural. Uh, uh, let me think it's it's a big cultural combination um that we were kind of exposed to when watching avatar when watching Korra, when watching um going back and kind of experiencing you know even things um shows such as properties such as you know Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon and older um animations even uh, further past that or earlier than that so yes, kind of understanding uh, the language of anime and, and manga. Anime is hand-drawn and computer animation originating from Japan. So I actually didn't know this. This is, uh, this is all on uh, Wikipedia. It says that um, outside of Japan, anime refers to specifically to animation produced in Japan or to its common style since when has been adopted to a minority of works produced in other countries. It actually says um, Studio Ghibli and Gainax and I think it's Toei Animation are some of the major studios. Over 400 production studios producing anime and uh, I believe it said in the 80s is when it really took off. Um, taking the art style of Osamu Tezuka, who uh, was a cartoonist back in the 60s, um, that became really popular in the 80s when uh, dubbed and subtitled uh, programming became much more uh, widely available for people around the world. Even, it says, uh, Wiki, it says, as 2016 rolled around, Japanese anime accounted for 60% of the world's animated television shows. That's got to be, like, hella chops, right? I mean, anime, it says that it's a diverse medium. It's It's gone from uh, different uh, mediums such as video games, novels, comics, obviously, um, uh, movies, TVs. It's 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 the specific style that is really um, shot in a way that is uh, a lot more graphically different. What does it say? It combines graphic art, characterization, cinematography, and other forms of imaginative and individualistic techniques compared to Western animation. Uh, animated production generally focuses on less movement and more on the detail of settings and use of camera effects such as panning zooming and angled shots it's pretty interesting it's the way that this is actually um uh, categorized you know diverse art like art styles are used that are different in uh and uh, you know japanese anime versus uh american western animation um you know proportions and features are much more widely varied um so specifically talking about all of that, 
proportions and features and all of that this movie spirited away blew my effing mind i just want to say this movie might be categorized for kids or it says it's a pg movie but honestly just like this review it's not it's definitely hella not for kids <laughs> um but i really enjoyed it okay so i am going to talk about the setup for this it is going to sort of be a little bit spoilery, so anybody that has not seen this movie, just kind of honestly go watch this movie and come back and watch uh, and listen or watch or whatever you're doing to support the podcast. Um, I don't want to be the one to spoil this for you because going into this fresh, you're just like, oh my gosh, this is quite an adventure. And for me to be like, all right, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, it's just going to kind of ruin your experience. And it's just like, Nothing I can say on this podcast is going to be nearly as beneficial as seeing it, you know, on, on the screen. So I'm aware that this setup is not in the trailers, so this is definitely somewhat of a spoiler setup. Spirit away, Spirited Away tells the story of Chihiro or Gino. A 10-year-old girl while moving, who while moving to a new neighborhood enters the world of kami, spirits of Japanese Shinto folklore. After her parents are turned into pigs by the witch, Yubaba, Chihiro takes a job working at Yubaba's bathhouse to find a way to free herself and her parents and return to the human world. So Miyazaki wrote the script after he decided the film, who would be based on the 10-year-old daughter of his friend, Siege Okuda. Again, I'm sorry if I'm just just butchering all of these names. And I, 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 I always apologize on all of the international films because uh, the, the names, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not, uh, I'm not exactly 100% sure how to pronounce everything, so just bear with me. The movie's uh, associate producer who came to visit his house each summer, um, it's uh, his friend's daughter. At the time, Miyazaki was developing two personal projects, but they were rejected with a budget of $19 million production of Spirited Away began in 2000. My lord, I can't believe that this is done. This was produced in 2000 and then released in 2001. Like, just to think that they had all of this come and, you know, they were able to draw it, produce it, distribute it all in two years. My goodness, that, that is amazing, especially for the return. I think this ended up making $355 million plus all of the, that doesn't even include what it's making on streaming. So, um, Spirited Away uh, began in 2000. Pixar animator John Lasseter, the, he has a little bit of a checkered past now. He's the director and kind of, he used to be the lead guy that was running Pixar um, during Toy Story's heyday. 
Um, he was also the director there. He had some things, allegations come out about, about him. And so now he's kind of, uh, distanced from Disney as well. But it, it does say John Laster, a friend, a fan and friend of Miyazaki convinced, uh, Walt Disney pictures to buy the film's North American distribution rights. Now, regardless of what you think about Laster, um, some of his business decisions have been pretty good, especially with spirited away. Um, North American distributed, uh, distributed rights and served as uh, EP executive producer on the uh, English dub version. Um, Laster then hired Kirk Wise as director Donald E. Ernest, sorry, Donald W. Ernest as producer while screenwriter Cindy and Donald Hewitt wrote the English language dialogue to match the characters. Um, original Japanese language lit movements. So, um, yeah, it had obviously critical uh critical um universal acclaim um let me see according to uh the most it became the most successful and highest grossing film in japanese history with a total of uh um i'm not sure what 30.8 japanese dollars are but that sounds like a lot um it says billion so that's that's it's whatever the Japanese uh, currency is. I'm sorry, I don't have that. Um, what is it? Yen? Is it yen? Um, so that's a lot of yen. Um, overtaking Titanic, which is... Uh, that's Im that's very impressive. Um, I do know Japan does like their anime, as we talked about earlier. So, at a running time of 125 minutes, it's, way, it's, uh, it's a thick animation of a film but i mean when you're enjoying your time you just want it to go on keep on going so let's talk about the actual synopsis of uh the actual plot of the uh, the movie this is where we'll have uh you know deep spoilers but you know by now i would have expected you to either have watched the film or just expect to be completely spoiled on the plot and like I said, I can spoil you on this entire plot, and I'm still not going to give you the satisfaction of watching it because the the um, the experience you get watching it just feels like it's an it's it's one of those amazing mysteries that you're kind of unfolding as you're going along with uh, this this young girl, and so the adventure is uh, is totally worth it, and, and, and all of the acclaim is is worth it as well, just from the the cinematography to the character design to the um storytelling to the characters to the richness of the uh, the composition of the music i was just i was blown over i was like why haven't why has no one showed me this why has no one talked about this uh uh apart from like movie lovers and um you know people that are really into movies i feel like this should be as expansive as any Disney movie I know. Like, it's, this should be talked about just as much as The Lion King. But I guess because it's in an animation, anime form, it's not getting the critical, or it doesn't get the acclaim that it, it should. Um, in Western, in, you know, in the States and stuff like that. So once again, I've only seen this movie one time, and... I don't have the insight and knowledge that a lot of people do on YouTube or any other platform. I, you know, I'm not a master anime knower or anything like that. Strictly just a viewer. So if I get anything wrong, you know, politely correct me in the comments. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Now let's jump in to the plot. Ten-year-old 
Chihiro and her parents are traveling to their new home. They make a wrong turn and stop in front of a tunnel leading to what appears to be an abandoned village. I just want to point out that they passed a bunch of um, birdhouses that were on the side of the road as well. Which Chihiro far, uh, Chihiro's father insists on exploring despite his uh, daughter's misgivings. While exploring, Chihiro finds an exquisite bathhouse and meets a boy named Haku who warns her to uh, return across the riverbed before sunset. However, Chihiro discovers too late that her parents have metamorphosized into pigs, and she is unable to cross now the now-flooded river. So this entire setup, I was like, wow, this mystery is just fascinating. I was like, what is going on with the parents? I actually did get a chance to kind of look a little bit further into... um the beginning of the movie and just kind of see subtle hints of what they're kind of leaning toward and what their the parents are going to eventually become i was i was floored over there's definitely hints and like they're like you know they're sniffing around they're starting to act like animals the more they're lured and drawn into this like uh this uh spirit place uh, it was um it was fascinating to watch the little uh, crumbs and seedlings of this story become unraveled and unfolded. Quickly, I was hooked in this movie. I mean, what is this? Less than 15 minutes in, I was just like, fascinating-ass world. Plus, it looks gorgeous. Plus, it looks beautiful. It's just like, wow. The one thing that I think was keeping me in, engaged the most, besides, obviously, the visuals, was the... um sound design the sound design is just amazing just when it comes down to like the food porn that you're watching it's just like oh my gosh each little piece like it's like oh so delicious i was like oh, i'm about to be a pig and start doing the same thing they're about to be doing <laughs> um but yeah it was even as a grown man i just feel thinking if you're like a small child and coming back. And this is where we're going to have to leave the non Patreon members. Thank you all for listening to the lucky dog podcast. If you would like to listen to the full review, please go to Patreon slash lucky dog podcast. Link is in the description. Thank you for supporting the lucky dog podcast in any way possible. Five stars on iTunes, thumbs up on YouTube's check out all the social medias all linked in the description. Thank you and take it easy.